0: They bought themselves a little time, but nobody seems to have changed their minds over the cause of the impasse that led to the partial government shutdown. So now what? For some possibilities, we turn to Firewall Editor-in-Chief David Hawkins. And David, let's start with how they're going to negotiate this deal that they have three weeks to finish.
1: Well, they're actually going to do it in in sort of an old school way without getting too much in the weeds.
0: It's okay to get in the weeds here, too.
1: Well, great. So, So as people who, with long memories of how the budget process is supposed to work, may remember... Supposed to be 12 different bills every year to to appropriate discretionary money for the federal government. They still haven't got a handful of them done, and so it was the the departments and agencies governed by those bills that were shut down. Now the plan is to to actually have a good old fashioned what they call a conference committee of a, members of the appropriations committee to negotiate the homeland security department funding bill. Homeland security department being the place that where this wall funding should it be appropriated, would be appropriated through that department. So they're getting together all the relevant appropriators uh, in in a room, and they're going to try and at least talk it out for a couple of weeks. Now, does that mean there's any better chance than there was on Friday uh, that the president will get any money for the wall, let alone $5.7 billion for it? I think not. But at least for those of us who sort of care about the congressional system working, the power of the purse being exercised in a proper way, at least they're going to So give it the old college try and put the actual process to work to try and negotiate things.
0: Well, let me ask you this. I mean, regardless of whether you think the wall is a great idea or a terrible idea, there are some Democrats in the House that feel that the president should get some of the money that he wants anyhow for the wall and have said so. And they have voted for it in years past, even more money than this for the wall. What if the conferees decided, OK, four billion dollars or something for the wall? I'm just making up that number. And Mrs. Pelosi says absolutely no money whatsoever whatsoever. Then all of the meeting is for naught. I mean, I guess the question is I
1: I guess that's that is true. It is it is also true that the uh, that that Nita Lowy, who is the new chairwoman for the House Democrats of the Appropriations Committee, uh, is an ally of Mrs. Pelosi's. I doubt that she is she and the other conferees are going to negotiate something uh, that Mrs. Pelosi would not be able to put up with. I mean, while I say they're giving it they're doing it the old fashioned way, part of doing the old fashioned way is that the conferees do check with the leadership. And do make sure that they're they're not going to put a thumb in the eye of what the leadership will will permit. And we should also remember that just as Mrs. Lowy is the lead negotiator for the House Democratic majority, uh Senator Dick Shelby of Alabama, a Republican, is the lead negotiator for the uh for the Senate Republicans, and he presumably will be pushing for the wall. I think probably the best one can hope for if one is looking for a compromise. Uh, that does not either yield another government shutdown or yield the president making an emergency declaration on trying to spend this money on his own authority. The best one can hope for is an amount of money that that the Democrats can persuade their base is not for the wall and that the president and his base can be persuaded is for the wall. Whether, you know, it's, some of this is semantics. When is a wall? A wall is a wall. a Fence, metal, concrete, drones. Um, wire, you know, who I think that the Democrats will insist that on nothing that they would believe is a wall and the president will insist on something he can call a wall. And for those of us who don't actually go down to the border with our own drone cameras to photograph what get what happens. Uh, we'll be left a little bit mystified by what it actually is.
0: There used to be a negotiating, I thought, principle in Washington that even if you were totally opposed to what your opponent wanted, and that's pretty much how it's always been, you found a way for that opponent and he or she for you to save face. That seems to have gone out the window.
1: That's an excellent point that you're you're right about that. These appropriators that we're talking about here, their, their tradition is exactly what you're describing. There's sort of an old, an old saw in, on the Hill that there were actually three parties in Congress. There were the Republicans, the Democrats, and the appropriators. Uh, the appropriators were sort of a culture unto themselves. And you're right, it was a lot about saving face. They, back in the old days, faced some criticism for essentially throwing money at every conceivable disagreement, sort of paying everybody off, and that that was one of the reasons why federal spending got a little bit out of control for a while. Uh, but you're right that it is their culture on this committee to try and give each side some some face saving. And that's, I guess, what I'm I'm trying not to be cynical about it. But I do think that what they're going to try and negotiate is something that Democrats will say, well, we don't perceive this as a wall. Uh, and Republicans say, well, we do perceive this as a wall. And so we're both sides are sufficiently happy.
0: We're speaking with firewall editor David Hawkins beyond all of this. There is the expected presentation of the White House's hope for 2020 budget proposal and the uh, appropriations process that is supposed to ensue for the next end of the fiscal. Where does all that stand at this point?
1: I am a little bit mystified by that. I don't think there's any real expectation that the White House Office of Management and Budget is going to do the traditional by the book, by the law thing, which is to send a comprehensive budget up in the first Monday of February. Um, it would be a little bit hard to do that when so much of the, the appropriations levels for the current fiscal year for so many departments and agencies, as we know, about a quarter of the government are not yet set. Um, but yes, of course, you know, the, for each, each week that goes by with fiscal uh, 19 unresolved, uh, it makes it that much more difficult, could make it that much more difficult to get fiscal 20 in order. Now, on the other hand, there are plenty of examples of years in which Uh, There have been shutdowns and standoffs and continuing resolutions that have dragged well into one budget year. And by the time the fighting is over, uh, everybody says, all right, well, we had that fight in one year. Let's just make it let's have an easy budgeting and appropriation cycle this year. So that is a possibility as well. Uh, I tend to think that that's not likely, not now in an era of newly divided Congress.
0: And is there anything else on their agenda in the next three weeks or the next three months that might matter?
1: I think not. I think that the House Democrats especially are going to try and say, all right, now now we've got three weeks to sort of do what we hope to do back on more or less opening day and the few days after, which is what they want to do as much as legislating is that they want to conduct oversight of the Trump administration. And we are not talking about the Mueller investigation. We're not even talking about starting uh, with some of the sexiest things like the president's tax returns and his dealings or not dealings with Russia. We're talking about things like the the House Armed Services Committee on the proper use of money at the southern border for for troops at the southern border at the end of the last year when the president was talking about the the caravan and wanting to prevent that from happening. The House Oversight and Reform Committee is holding a hearing on, and the Ways and Means Committee also are both holding hearings on aspects of healthcare policy. The Oversight Committee on on the drug drug companies drug pricing, Ways and Means on pre existing conditions to highlight. Two of their big campaign themes from last fall, and then later in the week, I think it's on Thursday, the House Energy and Commerce Committee is doing a hearing on uh, on the shutdown and the impact on the federal workforce and on public health and so forth. A reminder, uh, and for what I'm sure many in your in this in this audience knows, is that these shutdowns don't actually save money in the end; they cost the government money. It costs a lot to to, to wind the government government programs and agencies down. And it costs a lot to turn them back on. And since everybody's going to get paid sooner or later, no money ends ends up getting saved.
0: And in a funny kind of way, the shutdown in some ways stops Congress itself, too, in its tracks.
1: Really true. I mean, they really were not able to – new members were not able to do do much other than move into their offices. And, I mean, if you think about it, there were 100 – I think 100 new members. And all they knew from the time they took office on January 3rd was a shutdown government. So among other things, they really weren't they were sort of dissuaded from doing what many new members come to Washington to do, which is start raising campaign cash right away. Uh, and there was sort of an unspoken wink and a nod agreement that this would be it, it would be a terrible time to start dialing for dollars when the government was shut down. So that's starting up. People are getting their committee assignments. People are sort of still getting their feet wet Is it's sort of like we've wound the clock back to early January uh, and starting starting fresh where they would have normally started on january 3rd now they're starting here at the end of the month
0: yeah in some ways they've lost five percent of their first terms
1: true which is you know i mean for those uh it's a small price to pay it's a much smaller price to pay than uh you know the people that i know who lost 40 percent of their business because federal the federal government was, sh- was shuttered but it's a it's a small price to pay
0: david hawkings is editor-in-chief of the firewall as always thanks so much thank you tom We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to The Federal Drive at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One.